Hey, what's going on? My name is Coach Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and you're listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In each episode, we'll explore topics that inspire you to be yourself, live your truth, and make lasting friendships. In this episode, we're going to talk about shame. Um, and not in a traditional way. I think the traditional way is to talk about how people shame others and we blame others and we say that it's all their fault. Well, I don't want to look at shame that way. I want to talk about how people weaponize shame in the sense that they use it to avoid accountability. They use it like a little cloak. I'm already feeling shame, so you don't have to tell me anything else. Ugh, get out of here with that. If you can't tell by the tone of my voice, I really dislike that. And I want to talk about it today and how it might impact your relationships if you're doing it. Are you ready? Let's go. In California, I had a friend who would constantly invite me to join them to the parties and to hang out and the gatherings and stuff like that. They were a really cool person. Really cool. I liked them a lot and I appreciated them. But I don't believe that they knew that because of the way I showed up. Because of, of how much I skirted responsibility for my behavior and instead felt an immense amount of shame for the things that I did. So I didn't really connect with them. They didn't understand. I don't believe looking back now, looking back now in this moment, I don't believe that they understood how important and valuable that connection was. I don't believe they know that because I showed up in a way that was disconnecting the best word I have for it. So what happened? Well, they would invite me to join them at parties. They would invite me to get togethers and I would say, sure. I'll be there. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I'll show up. I will. I'll do it. And when the time came, I made up a bunch of reasons, a bunch of excuses. I found reasons why I would not want to show up. It's too far to drive. I don't know most of the people there. I never have a good time. Maybe I don't have enough gas money. Maybe I don't have anything to bring to the party. You know, these things would show up and I would I would buy into them. I would say, yo, uh, you know, I talk to myself here in this case. I'm talking to myself in this case and saying, yo, I, I, you shouldn't drive that far. Um, just don't go. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to go. I wouldn't tell them either. I wouldn't tell them. I wouldn't tell them. I just wouldn't show up. Or maybe I tell them like an hour in, two hours in when I got the nerve with liquid courage, with alcohol. And I got the nerve, I would tell them. And I feel so much shame about what I did. I feel so much shame about the fact that they put energy into inviting me to this place. And I just didn't show. I allowed shame to paralyze me. I didn't tell them why I didn't show up either. I just didn't. I didn't give them a good reason. But deep down, I was really, really afraid. I was afraid of being 
made fun of, I was afraid of being hurt, I was afraid of being laughed at, you know, all those things that, that come inside your head when you, you have low self-esteem, when you don't believe that the people around you really care about you. All of that. So what does this have to do with shame? Well, I think that shame has allowed me in that moment when I was that person to say, yeah, it's okay. Just treat it like, eh, it's okay. I'm ashamed enough. I feel bad enough. I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know how they feel about inviting me and inviting me and asking me and inviting me and having me say yes, but not show up. I don't know how they feel about that because, you know, it doesn't matter. I have all the shame in the world to accommodate for that. If they were bad at me, I'm, I'm ashamed. It doesn't matter. And I laugh at that because it does matter. It does matter. So I would cloak myself in shame and say, yeah, I feel so bad, man. I, I really wanted to show up at your party, but I really want you to keep inviting me. No, they're not going to keep inviting me. There's something else going on, on the other side, and I just couldn't see it. They had feelings that I couldn't access because I was cloaked in a shroud of shame. That was me. I was dancing around in it. And back then, I know that I was not aware that that was happening, that I was full of shame and I didn't know how to deal with it and I couldn't see anything that was happening with them. But now I've reached a point where when I hear people talk about how ashamed they are, I get a bit frustrated because it's stopping them from really connecting with the people that they want to connect with. And it, many people use it to absolve themselves from responsibility of the impact that they've had on other people. And it really hurts their friendships. It really hurts their relationships and connections with people because they can't take accountability. And then there are some people, like I say, who weaponize it, who recognize that, man, this works. I don't have to listen to anything the other person says. I'll just tell them how ashamed I am. And there's also a culture that has taught people to be ashamed. That is your understanding of how you impacted someone is that you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed of what you've done and that completes the connection or that helps the other person know that they were wronged. And I don't believe that that is true. I think shame is an opportunity for you to examine yourself. It's like an opportunity, like, you know how the door, um, opportunity knocks at the door, knock, knock, and you answer it. Well, the shame is more like a doorbell. It's like, ding dong. It's more subtle. Ding dong. Sometimes it can be pleasant sounding. But there it is. It's not pounding. It's not a sense of urgency, like opportunity trying to tear down your door. It's ding dong. When you look at shame, I'd like you to, to think about it as an invitation to examine yourself, examine your values and your actions. Because when shame shows up, it is a reminder that you have just done something your actions have just not reflected your values you've done something that doesn't correspond with what you believe or want deep down inside you've just worked against yourself and it's an opportunity for you 
to fix it. And it's more subtle, I think, than the knock on the door because sometimes shame is tricky. It feels like it's a very necessary thing to do in the moment. Like when I was telling my friend that I'd be there, I'd show up, but I didn't show. What I was doing in the moment is trying to connect with them. I was saying yes because I wanted to be a part of the group. But I let my actions or my fears, my feelings change my actions. I know when I said yes, I really wanted to be there. But I couldn't. I didn't. Shame just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And if you don't know this is happening, well, I'd, I wouldn't be mad at you for, you know, being in your shame. But man, that doorbell gets annoying when it keeps ringing. Ding dong, ding dong. Hello, 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 hello. Are you going to make this change? Are you going to make this change? Well, no, I, yeah, I, I feel bad enough. I'm already, I'm already feeling so much shame. I can't, I can't make a change. When you shroud yourself in shame and you've, maybe learned that that's all you need to do to restore that connection is to lower your head and and pout and say you're sorry and say how ashamed you are of your actions and behaviors and expect the other person to hang around it's not going to work you're the only person who can make that change and many times like in my case people get tired of you being in your shame shroud and they leave that's a bigger opportunity to examine yourself. It's a louder knock at the door to examine what have you done. People usually don't feel heard and understood because you are so busy with your own shame that they can't get their own feelings across to you. You can't hear them. Another interesting thing that people do with shame or that I have experienced or seen with shame is they would use it as an attack and say, I feel shame. Don't attack me because I feel shame. Don't share your feelings with me because I already feel shame. You should be ashamed that you're attacking someone who's already feeling bad. Get out of here with that. Go all the away. All the way. All the way. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> that, that kind of emotional manipulation is just pretty awful and is very disconnecting very disconnecting but that's my gripe about shame i understand that it's an opportunity for you to grow for me anyone to grow learn and understand their values and how their actions align with their values and if they don't they can change either one you can change your values you can decide like i just don't go to these kind of parties I'm just not that kind of party person. I don't like these people that much. And these are my values. I just want to stay home. Or I'm the kind of person who tells people yes when I really mean no. That's the kind of person. Those are my values. Stick with them. And then my actions would align right up with it. I'd be a person that says yes when I really mean no. And then I would have no more shame. Change your actions or change your values. One of those two. And we hear that doorbell stop ringing. I'll be right back with the Reddit friendship advice question. Are you tired of having boring conversations about nothing that leads to nowhere that just feel like a waste of your time? 
Do you want to have deeper, more authentic connections with people in your life? Then skip the small talk and speak from the heart. My name's Coach Lee, and I'm an expert in helping people build stronger, more fulfilling social connections, both personally and professionally. If you're tired of having these boring conversations, then come to my free webinar to learn exactly how to skip the small talk and speak from the heart. I'll be hosting these webinars twice a week for the entire month of March, once on Wednesdays and once on Saturdays. To reserve your seat, click the link in the show notes and select the time that works best for you. Space is limited to just 10 people, so reserve your seats sooner rather than later. I'll see you there. All right, now it's time for the Reddit friendship advice question. If you have a friendship advice question that you think I should answer, tag me in it on Reddit. My handle is brilliant and resilient. That's brilliant, the letter N, resilient. How to tell a friend they drain your social battery. Hello all. I'm wondering if you could give me advice on how to navigate a friendship where the other person drains my social battery. I am a senior in college and I live in a house with several roommates whom I all love. I would say that the three of us are pretty introverted to varying degrees, but we have one roommate who is more of an extrovert. I, in particular, really struggle with my social battery and do work that requires a lot of interpersonal communication and emotional labor, making this even more prominent. I have been close with the extroverted roommate, but have lately had a difficult time spending as much time with her due to how depleted I am feeling. She is particularly high energy and I find myself feeling irritable and drained around her for long periods of time. I would describe her as fairly sensitive. Once again, not a bad thing. I certainly can be sensitive too. And I'm getting the vibe that she's feeling upset by my withdrawing. I wonder if anyone else has experienced this or knows a gentle and kind way to talk about it should it get to that point. Thanks in advance. Redditor, this is a pretty awesome question. I like the thoughtfulness that you've placed behind it. You're a senior in college and you are working on your social, emotional um, expression and connection with other people. So I appreciate this because it it sounds a lot like my dilemma of having a friend invite me to do things and I just decided I didn't want to do it. Well, I said yes when I really meant no many times and, and vice versa. So the the thing here, it, it uh, relates to shame because, well, there's something that you want to say, but you're not going to. And there's, there's the values and the actions, it seems. It is at a point. You said, uh, I'm wondering if anyone else has experienced this or knows a gentle and kind way to talk about it should it get to that point. It is at that point. And you know how it's at that point? Because you were posting about it on social media. <laughs> it annoys you and it bothers you enough that you want to have a conversation about this thing. So it is at that point. Perhaps you just don't know what to say or how to articulate it. And of course, it's difficult to do it until you've been in the situation and you've you've gone through it or you've you've had some input from someone to help you. And that's why you put it out here online. All right. So... I wanted to talk about how shame is related to this. I think, I'm guessing, I don't know. 
I'm guessing though, but looking at how you wrote this and how thoughtful you are about this and how you do work that requires interpersonal communication and emotional labor, you understand what those things are. You understand how to open up and share them. So there's work that you do. This is me just kind of an outsider looking in. But it's work that you do around interpersonal communication that you could apply to your extroverted roommate. But there's something there that is perhaps stopping you from doing so. It is a conversation among people that you say you love. It's a conversation with people that you love. You love them. And part of that, what I understand love to be, is mutual understanding of each other's feelings. I understand your point of view. I'm not reactive to it. I know where you're coming from. I know what your feelings are and how I've impacted you and your feelings and vice versa. To me, that is love. And there's something here that is stopping you from enacting that value, that the value of love and connection you have the language I believe that you have the language for it and you can say that man these things you do annoy me or frustrate me or I need a break from you and I I sense that you may get upset by me sharing this information with you so I don't want to share it with you because I want things to be great I want things to be okay between us things aren't okay they're not okay right now You're annoyed and you're frustrated. You need a break. You're an introvert. You need to breathe. And they're not getting the clear message to support you as a friend that they need from you. There's something that's blocking you. And I believe it's the thing we call shame. It's like, here's an opportunity. You're not enacting your values fully. Here's an opportunity to tell them exactly how you feel and what is important to you, what behaviors you would like to see. So, Not I've said all this stuff. If you're listening, dear reader, dear Redditor, if you're listening, Redditor, um, I'd like to give you something actionable to work with. I tend to tell my clients to talk about their point of view, specifically three things, the event, the feeling, and the why. We want to talk about isolated events at once because those isolated events help us stay focused. So I want you to think about a situation in which you found yourself irritable. What was she doing? What were you doing? Go back to that place. Find your feelings. What were you feeling about that? What specifically were they doing and what caused that feeling? The more specific you can get, the better. It's going to help you isolate these particular situations in which they annoy you and understand the why behind it. Why? Why am I annoyed with the whole thing? That's more self-discovery and understanding for yourself. So these are the actionable steps you were learning about yourself. What specifically are they doing to frustrate you? And why does it frustrate you? The event, the feeling, and the why. Write it down. Write it down, tuck it away, and keep it as a reminder. 
because this is going to remind you of what you do not want, the experiences that you do not want to have. It's going to remind you of the experience that you will continue to have if you do not tell them how you feel and if you do not ask for space. I recommend that you set firm boundaries and you speak your truth and you say what you really feel. I'm tired. I don't want to hang out. I want to relax instead of letting that resentment build. Tell them this. Because if they are a friend to you, if they really care about how you feel, they do not want you to do things that are going to hurt you. They do not want you to build resentment up against them. They don't. They want you to do what's best for you, which ultimately will be best for them because you will be at your best and they will get to enjoy you at your best. Any shame or fear that you have about telling your friend the truth is going to stop you from being authentically connected. You got this. Redditor, thank you so much for asking your question. I know that you didn't ask me to answer it, but I did, and I hope that it helps. Best of luck to you. Take care. My name is Coach Lee Hopkins, and you have been listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. You can find me at PatternsofPossibility.com and on all social media at Patterns of Possibility. And as always, I want to encourage you to be yourself, live your truth, and there you'll make lasting friendships.